everybody, welcome to this week's The Real Estate of Life with Kevin Rounds. This is your host, Kevin Rounds. I'm coming from the worldwide headquarters of Kevin Rounds Commercial. I'm, I'm not with Mr. Producer this week. This week, we're going to talk about $14,275. My $14,275 lesson. So tune in. It's a great story. It's a great lesson. I paid the price for you. So tune in. Listen to this. It'll help you. It'll bless you. Mr. Producer, hit that music, please. Support for this program comes from the Digital Broadcasting Network, presenting podcasts and web series from everyday people who have an extraordinary passion to make the world a better place. Hey, welcome back to The Real Estate Life with Kevin Riles. This is your guy, Kevin Riles. I've been gone a couple of weeks. I've been working on some important things. Um, I'm pleased to announce that I did receive and pass the test, the six-hour test, uh, to receive my CCIM designation. Uh, which for those of you that are, uh, that stands for a Certified Commercial Investment Member. Uh, it is the commercial real estate version of kind of a professional engineer or CPA. Uh, it's one of the, it is the highest designation in commercial real estate that you can receive. And I'm very proud to, to say that I met all the requirements, which were a certain uh, level of production uh, over the last five years, uh, uh, up to six classes, four in, in class and then uh, some other uh, classes and then also and most importantly uh, the uh, final test which is a six-hour test that I took in Chicago a couple of uh, weeks ago and so I just had to have my brain kind of melt before I could get back on the real estate of life as you can probably see if you're watching this on our video version I'm shooting this from my office from the worldwide headquarters of Kevin Riles commercial I wasn't able to get with mr. producer uh, so I'm doing this on myself so you can see uh, doing this myself, I should say. You can see the, the video production and the audio production are not as great because I'm not at the Worldwide uh, Channel713.com studios, but we're going to make it do what it do. Uh, that's what uh, Ray Charles used to say. So today, as this will be a brief, uh, a brief episode, but today I wanted to talk to you about the $14,275 mistake that I made. The $14,275 lesson that I learned. The $14,275 uh, uh, business lesson that I want to share with my listeners uh, of the real estate of life. Where do I get that amount from? Well, let me tell you a little story. Once upon a time, there was a guy named Kevin Riles. And he was a good real estate broker. He, he, he did all wonderful things. He was a really top producing. His clients liked him. He was a very good consultant. Uh, once upon a time, uh, there was also uh, a opportunity for Kevin to go and show a property. And this is uh, about four years or three and a half years ago. Uh, and I was still doing some residual foreclosure work on the residential side. I was listing and selling uh, residential foreclosures. And so I got a call in the office. And this gentleman uh, asked me uh, about a property in Pearland, Texas. For those of you that are not familiar with Pearland, it's a, one of the suburbs, southern suburbs of, of Houston. And he said he wanted to see this property. And he saw that it was a foreclosure, and he saw that I was a foreclosure expert because of my experience selling foreclosures. And so I said, okay, that's fine. Again, didn't know the guy. Uh, called off of the internet, uh, basically, based on uh, uh, the, the listing and me being listed as a foreclosure expert. My mom lives in Pearland, so I said, hey, I'll go show the property. I'll go see my mom at the same time. Not a problem. I realized this was uh, in uh, 2017. Uh, I'm sorry, 
late 2016. So as our story goes, uh, children, uh, I went to the house, uh, met the client and his wife uh, at the house, uh, and uh, uh, we proceeded to enter into the house. This was a residential uh, house, two-story. So we walked in, and as we were looking through the property, that was the first time I saw the property other than the internet, the first time he saw the property other than the internet. Uh, we walked to the uh, kitchen and we noticed in the ceiling, on the very top ceiling, if you're watching the video, I'm pointing up, right right above was what looked to be water damage, like when your roof is leaking and your sheetrock is stained a brown color. And so we both took notice of it, so hmm, wonder what's going on. And so he and I both proceeded to go out um, the back door uh, because the kitchen was up against the, the back of the house. Uh, we looked at the backyard, we turned around, we went far in the backyard to turn around to look at the, the, the roof. And um, the roof looked like it was okay, it looked like it was fine. It didn't uh, look like it had any uh, obvious leaks in it. So we continued the tour. Uh, we walked back in the house, we walked around the downstairs, we went into the garage. We then proceeded upstairs. And if you're a real estate broker, you know when you're giving a tour, you usually kind of let the, the, the potential customer uh, walk you know, in front of you so that you're walking you know, behind them and noticing things as well. So we get upstairs, we, and the upstairs delivers us into a game room area. Uh, and the bedrooms upstairs uh, surround the game room area. So as we're looking around, there is a door off of the game room that's not the size of a normal door. And so uh, we, uh, I look at that door and say, hmm, that's, that's different. I said, I wonder, uh, you know, what that door is. So I opened the door and it, that door ended up being attic access. Instead of having a normal ladder that most homes in the Texas area, you have a, a door that you pull down a string and then there's a ladder that you climb into the attic. This particular house had a door that was right off of the game room. And so I looked at the door, looked inside and said, oh, this is the attic access. Uh, and the client said, oh, let me go look and see if I can see where the leak is coming from. And so I immediately was like, oh, you know, it's kind of dangerous. And I looked down uh, inside the door and there uh, was uh, plywood there to allow for someone to step into the attic. Uh, however, it wasn't, the attic wasn't, pl had plywood all the way up across it. It just had enough for someone to possibly step in over a section, go, go a little bit, maybe six feet in and then come back. And I said, oh, hey man, be careful. Uh, you know, it's, it's dangerous, I don't want you to fall through. So, oh no, no, my, my brother's in, in construction and I, I've spent my whole life, you know, going in the attic so I don't have a problem. So he proceeds to go into the attic. Uh, and when you first step in, there, were, there was no plywood coverage. There was maybe a 12 by 12 block uh, of uh, what you could obviously see was straight sheetrock to the bottom floor. And then there was uh, the plywood. So he stepped over that walked down about six feet to see if you could see any signs of that leak that I mentioned earlier in the story, um, you know, going down. Didn't see anything. And as he is walking, I'm saying, hey, man, be careful. And I'm leaning in. I never stepped into the actual attic. Uh, and so as he's walking back, he's like, yeah, I don't see anything. And so he's saying, well, you know, I don't know where that came from. We need to find out where that came from. And as he is saying that uh, and about to step back into the actual game room, he takes a final step and folks, drum roll, brrr, he falls through that final little 12 by 12 patch to the first floor. So my first thing was, oh my God, I hope he's okay, I hope he's alive because he literally fell straight through. So I immediately run downstairs, 
uh, and he's literally laying probably three feet from the bar uh, in the uh, in the kitchen. I said, hey, are you all right? Are you okay? Uh, and he says, he's writhing in pain. Oh, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I said, hey, do you want me to call the ambulance? And at first he says, no, I'll, I'll be okay, I'll be okay. And then he's writhing in pain more. Oh my God, oh my God, so are you sure you don't want me to call the ambulance? He said, yeah, yeah, go ahead and call them. So I get on my phone, I dial 911, um, and Pearland, uh, kudos to Pearland Police and Fire, because Pearland Fire got there, uh, I'm not gonna even, I'm gonna say not even four minutes uh, from the time that I called. Uh, and when I get there, uh, they check him out. Uh, he does have some bruises and scratches. They put him up on a gurney and they uh, whisk him outside into the, uh, into the ambulance. And so uh, I'm checking with his wife and I'm saying, hey, you know, just let me know, do you mean follow you to the, uh, to the uh, hospital? And she's like, no, 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 you know, he, he's talking, he's fine, everything's okay, we'll just call you later. So actually, I'm about to lock up the house and something says, Kevin, take pictures because you need to let the listing agent know uh, that uh, this particular property had some damage from a fall through, we call it a, a fall through. So I went back in, I took pictures from downstairs showing where uh, the hole had been punctured into the ceiling. Uh, and this is something that we do in foreclosure because sometimes we don't go to our properties every week. Uh, and so, you know, you want to know what's going on. So I went and took pictures of that. I took pictures of where he, uh, he fell uh, just to document for the listing agent, hey, this is what's going on and this is what happened at the property. So I go back to my office. I immediately sit down. I upload the photos. I send an email, a very detailed email as to what happened to the listing agent. Uh, and um, the listing agent acknowledged the email. Thank you for letting me know. I'll let property services know so it can be repaired. Um, the very, that later on that day, uh, uh, I called the wife and she says, he's fine. The next day, uh, the customer calls and says, hey, I said, hey, are you doing you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah. In fact, I still want to make an offer on the house. I said, oh, okay, great. You know, so I type up an offer. Uh, on, on the house. I sent it to him via DocuSign. He signs it. We submit that offer. We negotiate back and forth on that particular property and um, can't come to an agreement. He thinks the house is not worth as much. The bank is saying we think it's worth this. So uh, didn't come to an agreement. After not coming to an agreement that third day after the incident, I never heard from the, the customer again. Never heard from the customer again. This is late 2000, uh, it's late 2000, uh, middle to late 2017, I'm sorry. Uh, and so one day here in 2018, um, I get a call from my office and say, hey, there's a guy named Chris here to see you. Now, typically when people come to my office, they call me or let me know. Every once in a while I have a salesperson come by unannounced, but for the most part, I know when people are coming to the office. Uh, and I said, Chris, I said, I don't know, Chris, what is he there for? And so uh, our admin gets off and asks him, he says, well, he, he, he can't tell you, but he's here to see you. Uh, now, realize this is June of, 2000, uh, of 2018, June of 2018. The incident that we talked about happened late 2017. So eight months after uh, I finally meet up with Chris two days later at my office, wondering who is Chris and what does he want? Well, guess what Chris was? Chris was a process server, and Chris was serving me that I was being sued by that customer uh, for negligence. Uh, and 
I'm even not telling the story, I have to pause because I'm just I'm still getting tripped out uh, about it. So uh, after panicking for the first five minutes uh, and reading the suit, because in the 20 years, October of 2018, when I'm recording this right now, is 20 years in the business. I've been in the business 20 years. I've been licensed for 20 years as of this month. I've never been sued, ever, ever been sued. So I can no longer say that, uh, that I've been sued. So the customer uh, sued me, um, who was acting in the capacity of essentially a buyer's agent, the listing agent, and the bank that owned the property. So does all three of us and said that the bank caused uh, negligence in, uh, in, in allowing people to go into a very unsafe property. Uh, uh, and that's what he also sued the listing agent for. And then he sued me uh, because he said that I invited him, I invited him into the attic. And because I invited him into the attic, that's why he fell through the attic. Now, in my story, in my version that I just told uh, before, I'm assuming that you did not hear me say, oh, Mr. Customer, why don't you come on here and look in this attic? Uh, because it didn't happen. I didn't, in the 20 years I've been doing it, at that time in the, the 18 and a half years I've been doing, I'm never, ever, 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 ever invited anyone into uh, an attic. That doesn't make sense. For those of you that are out there that are not attorneys, that didn't even make liability sense. Why would I invite anyone into an attic? So uh, I got sued. Um, where's the lesson in all of this? Well, what happens after I got sued is I had to find attorneys and, and shout out to my attorneys. They were uh, great. Um, they uh, were vigilant uh, and I had to go through that uh, process of identifying uh, an attorney. And so uh, shout out to my uh, attorneys at uh, Porter Hedges. Uh, uh, they were just awesome. However, um, my mistake, my lesson, so lesson, here's the lesson part is that during that same time, just because of sheer ignorance and, uh, well, I say ignorance, that's probably too strong, just a mistake on my part um, in not seeing a bill and not paying attention to a bill, um, that particular incident was not covered by my Arizona missions insurance. All brokers typically are required by most states and in Texas are required to carry Arizona missions insurance, which means that if I make an error on a contract or in a transaction, then I have insurance that covers me that if it causes harm, I can file an insurance claim and make sure uh, that that person is made whole. Um, this, as I was formed by multiple attorneys, was not an errors and omissions because there was no contract involved. Uh, this was uh, uh, simply liability, uh, business liability, or as the attorneys told me, what is known as a trip and fall suit. Trip and fall is the whole kind of you're in Walmart or Target and there's water and you fall and you break your back and, and so that type of suit. So I have business liability insurance separately from Arizona Mission Insurance. I've always had as a broker business liability insurance uh, to cover myself for things like this. But guess what? For the one month that this occurred, I was uninsured because I forgot to pay a bill uh, that was under a stack of bills. So I know that sounds like, you know, yeah, yeah, Kevin, but I'm serious. I just forgot. I completely uh, reinstated it once I got the notice like, oh, your business liability is lapsed. I was like, oh my God, I didn't pay the bill. So I paid the bill because at the end of the day, business liability insurance is not that expensive. So it wasn't like, oh, I can't pay it. Just didn't pay it. So when that incident happened, I didn't ha have business liability insurance. If I had had business liability insurance, I would have been able to file a claim uh, and, and 
my business liability insurance would have helped to compensate uh, my attorneys. But because Kevin didn't pay that bill, Kevin learned a lesson about making sure that bills are paid and especially business liability insurance because $14,275 later, um, I was dismissed recently, last month as a matter of fact, after almost a year and a little bit from the suit uh, because it was frivolous. Uh, essentially. And the reason my bill was that amount, which at the end of the day, I was being sued, I forgot to say, I was being sued for anywhere from 200000 to a million dollars. Uh, that was the, the, the amount. So obviously 14000 is much less than 200000 and definitely less than a million dollars. But lesson number one, pay your, pay your insurance bills. Get, get business liability first. Lesson number two, pay your, make sure you pay your premium. Uh, lesson number three is uh, that as good a person as I feel like I am, as honest as I try to be, as, as high of a moral ethic, moral code that I try to present and, and make sure that I live by, people can lie on you. That they, they can. There's just no way to get around that. They can make up stories and lie on you. And the only way to protect yourself is one documentation. That email that I sent to that listing broker ended up being the reason that I was dismissed from the suit because I had documentation basically summarizing what happened. Uh, and um, that was used by myself, that was used by the listing agent's attorneys, and it was also used by the bank's attorneys that owned the property. Ultimately, I provided all the documentation that got them dismissed from the suit uh, as well. And so it was a frivolous lawsuit. My attorneys told me it was a frivolous lawsuit, but unfortunately you have to go through the process of doing it. And that included depositions. And shout out to my attorney, uh, Aaron Power. Uh, Aaron asked in the deposition to the to the customer, he said, so did Mr. Riles invite you into the attic? And the customer said, oh, no, no, he didn't invite me to the attic. And so I remember sitting there next to my attorney thinking like, well, your lawsuit says that I did. And so my great attorney, Aaron, just keeps on going with questions and he kind of circles back and asks it a different way. So you're saying that Mr. Riles invited you into the attic? He said, no, 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 no. No, Kevin didn't invite me to the attic. I went into the attic. So between my documentation and my awesome attorney, Aaron Powers, shout out to you, Aaron Powers, uh, asking that question twice, we were able to provide that documentation along with the deposition uh, and that uh, ultimately the judge uh, released me from the lawsuit. So that $14,275 was money well spent. Uh, and I'm not talking about uh, the fact of fees and things of that nature, their attorneys, just like I get paid fee income, they earned every bit of it, if not more, uh, for representing me. But it is an expensive lesson, expensive lesson. That 14275 is much more than an $800 uh, business liability policy, typically for, for a million dollars, right? So take it from me, buy life, buy, buy, well, buy life insurance as well, uh, but, but buy liability insurance personal liability insurance, which I've always had, and business liability insurance. And make sure when things happen, if you're out there, if you're an investor, no matter what, if you think, you know what, this might end up being something, make sure you sit down, go somewhere, type it out, send yourself an email, document it in some type of way. Because as another attorney told me, at the end of the day, it's not about who's right or who's wrong, it's who has the best documentation, right? So I hope I bless somebody today so they don't have to spend that amount of money to learn the lesson. I'm paying prices for you so that you can learn the lessons from the real estate life with Kevin Riles. Guys, I appreciate you listening to me. I really do. I've been around the country here lately, Orlando, Chicago. I'm about to head to Atlanta and I've actually you know, met people in real estate that for some, some way they get my podcast and they listen. So I just appreciate uh, 
I saw, I'm sorry for the uh, poor video quality uh, and audio uh, quality. I, uh, maybe Mr. Producer will uh, tighten this up a little bit, but I still look kind of good. I need a haircut, but I'm going to get a haircut tomorrow. Uh, so I, I got, look, guys, I appreciate it again, and I will see you next week. Hey, thanks for listening as always. Do you have questions about any of the topics I'm talking about? If you have questions, let me know. Email me at kevin at kevinriles.com. Again, that's kevin at kevinriles.com. I'm going to do a podcast just on the questions uh, that you guys are sending to me. So feel free to send them to me. Again, that's kevin at kevinriles.com. 